Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. If you're a healthcare provider, entrepreneur, and or businessman and are experiencing the midlife triangle of chaos, marriage, kids, business, and one or more areas of your life across your body, being, balance, and business are burning to the ground or you simply feel lost, this podcast is intended to provide light, a GPS, if you will, back to thriving. And now the host of this podcast, a chiropractor, athlete, father, husband, warrior certified trainer, and the head coach of Men of Iron, Dr. Ryan P. Doyle. This over. There we go. I do believe we're live, and if we're not, figure it out. Looks looks like it's live. Live and recording. So, um... Welcome, welcome, and this is going to be part of the Men of Iron podcast, so welcome to that. I appreciate you participating, Doc. Um, and like I was saying to you, when I saw you speaking with Dr. Cave last week, one of the things that landed such a huge impression upon me is how you, you were talking a lot about how when you were still in school, and it, it was uh, CMCC in, in Toronto, was it not? That's right. That's okay. right. And you had set out a bunch of your targets, set out a bunch of your goals, Literally, I think it was by, by about year three to five, you would, you realize you'd started to crush them. And then you, you, you've gone through manifesting your practice into the dream way that you want to practice. Now more, from what I understand, more into uh, assisting others and doing more of the coaching, kind of stepping out of the hands-on tree. And so within Men of Iron, one of my main job and my the thing that lights me on fire the most is helping helping other docs move from a place of either survival mode from mediocrity or just from a place of good to great and being able to give them the systems and the pathways to go, go along. And that's why I, as soon as I saw you on Cave's podcast, I was like, I got to have this guy. I got to have Dr. Tam on. And it sounds like you started to develop systems and procedures, not just for yourself, but that have now been working for others for quite some time. So I just, I got to have you on here. I got to, if you're cool with it, I would love to have you share with our listeners kind of a little bit about a little bit more about your story and, and anything that you can that you could share with them uh, that you would highly recommend them diving into into. But let's start first with your story. I want to I want to understand a little bit more about what got you where you're at and, and where you're off to now. So go. Okay, uh, I'll try to keep this as condensed as possible. Like really, uh, I'm you know you can hear my accent is well most actually the accent kind of throws me off. I'm Canadian. Uh, it's still I'm, Canadian, I'm, man. I'm surprised okay, it's not more Aussie by now. <laughs> well, not according to some people. So I'm like in this limbo uh, language. So I'm Canadian, uh, born and raised in Canada. I lived uh, four years of my life in Hong Kong between ages of five and nine. I uh, went to CMCC uh, between 1998 to 2002. So I graduated in 2002. But as soon as I graduated, um, I actually left to go to Australia to, with my wife to travel for a year. That was our plan. Our year was, that plan was to kind of come to your, here to Australia to do some locums and uh, get the travel bug out of our system and then head back uh, to Canada and find a place to practice. And the reason why we left was because I didn't actually, my wife, I couldn't find a place or a city or a location where we really felt resonated with that we wanted to kind of set up practice. So we decided, well, why don't we just 
go to Australia. And I just happened to be in Australia because I was the president of the WCCS at the time in Toronto, uh, CMCC. And I went over there to conference uh, in Sydney and I freaking just loved it. And something inside of me just said, I think we should give this a shot. She quit a job. She didn't love her job anyway. So she quit a job. I said, I'll support you. You've been supporting me through the, my you know, four years in, in Carver College. Uh, we met in university uh, at Waterloo. So um, I went and took her and so she can find herself. And uh, that was uh, 18, 19 years ago. And I am still here in Australia. So that's my life path. Um, and what you kind of alluded to was before was that, uh, you know, I, you know, it, I did locums for about three to four months, realized I didn't love it as much because not because I didn't love it, it was more because I was having my wife. So we're packing, we're living out of suitcases for like three to four months. Awesome in theory. Um, but practicality, it's just, it's not great for her traveling, living in different places. And so we wanted to settle down. We decided to stick around for two years at that point. And so we found a, an associate position and, uh, and that began the journey The you know, associate position became, I got my permanent residency, you know, I go, that's the, my condition of the acceptance of the job. I want a permanent residency. And that permanent residency led to, I think, two years here and then led me to have an Australian passport. I got a passport right away. And so now I'm a dual citizen. I'm like Jason Bourne of chiropractic, I guess, with <laughs> a Canadian passport and an Australian uh, passport. Uh, and so, but I just haven't left. I just fell in love with this country. I love the people. Uh, I find Canadians and Australians are very similar, except the only thing is the differences in their accent. I think we are raised in similar values. And, um, and so that's where my journey is. So I quickly, with my career wise, I bought, uh, became an associate for a couple of years yeah. and then, uh, bought a practice and, um, can't, you know, my practice, you know, was somewhat successful, I guess, like for me, I didn't really realize I didn't really, wasn't really comparing with anybody else, but you know, it became, you know, I, in hindsight, it was actually one of the largest, one of the largest practices in WA, Western Australia, where I was living. And, um, and then I got bored. I think the story was like, after I reached my goals, uh, I set myself when I was in CMTC within three to four years uh, of my career. And uh, I didn't know where to go from there. So I got lost for about five years, um, still adjusting, still doing our thing, but I just got lost in my soul in the sense of like, I knew I was meant for more. Um, then I just went into like, just dived into different things, you know, trial different things that what we all do now. And um, got into podcasting really early days. We're talking probably about eight years ago. So probably about 2000, I don't know, maybe like 12, 13, really early days. Um, I listened to I Love Marketing with Joe Polish and Dean Jackson. They were three months into podcasting at the time. I'm like, these two guys just talk random crap. And, and but they're like amazing information, but like the audio was terrible. I'm like, if these guys can talk this. And, random, I think. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And I thought if these guys can just talk, you know, on online, I'm like, I'm surely I could be able to do something. And so I got, you know, talked to two guys and I said, Hey, why don't we start something? And they loved the idea. And we just started. So we started something called the wellness guys. Um, and within it, like within 16 weeks, I still remember within 16 weeks, we hit number one in Australia. And I was like, wow, like, wow, what the hell just happened here? And, um, you know, I think we actually made it into the top US with the top 50 uh, within the first year um, in, in, in wellness and health. And that was amazing. And then that we did that for about a year. Then we decided to kind of build it more. So we took on like we decided to build a network. So we had like four shows. I think we all uh, went off to do a different show each. I did something called the inside the champion's mind. We got that. So then we did like, I think we had four or five shows on the network and then became the wellness couch. And so which mom's country was, it still exists now. Um, I think we have, you know, at the one point we got up to like 24 shows, like four, 24 individual shows and they're all hosted by this one network. 
um, all health and wellness, all by different people, different hosts. Uh, I hosted two of them, obviously. And, um, and that's how it began. Um, I left that maybe two, three years ago. I just felt like my journey ended there. Um, I needed to go into something different. About six years ago, in that midst of that journey, um, I became a coach. Uh, I, I became a carpenter coach. Uh, for chiropractors because I wanted to make a bigger impact. Again, just like the podcast, I wanted a bigger, make your impact. And I felt like my biggest impact I could make is um, to help other chiropractors become successful in their, in themselves. And, um, and that's my journey and where I am now. So I solely focus on helping chiropractors uh, from around the world. I have clients uh, in mostly in Australia, obviously, but I also have clients in Europe and also have clients in the States as well. And so I run retreats. That's like my specialty in a sense. I run so that's retreats. That's what I was um, going to ask is what does that look like? Somebody that, that is just kind of in that place of, of being lost or, or kind of in survival mode. Or hmm. again, I'm assuming that you, you work with a wider range of docs. Anyone from like, um, I'm starting out, I don't know where I'm going straight through to like, I'm doing good. Or do you have a specific like target that you focus on with doctors? Yeah. So let me describe, I do have a specific target that I work with. Um, not because I can't serve everybody, but it's more because it's the people that I, I feel like I can create, create the most value. So let me talk you through the chiropractic journey, right? Oh. So for most of us, what happens is that we go through four, I believe in my, in my thinking is it's a four stages. The stage that we all kind of go through is really starts from um, when you think about it, so we start, have a startup practice. Startup practice, like we all started there somewhere at some point. We start from zero, we open this practice or we go become an associate or whatever. We've got to start, it's a startup practice. And from startup practice, we hustle hard, right? And then you get to what we call the stand, what I call the standard practice. Well, standard practice is like pretty much what a typical practice is out there in the moment. Um, and we get to that level. And so there's a certain technique that you need to get, get from startup to st standard. We can talk about that later. But from startup, what happens in the, from the sorry, standard practice, what happens though is that we don't really grow anymore. We kind of hit this. I feel like a lot of standard practices end up in being a plateau practice, right? The plateau practice, like we just hit this ceiling. We just can't seem to push past, whether it be 100, whether it be 150, whatever it is, whatever number, the number doesn't matter to me, but we all hit this freaking plateau that yeah. sucks. Um, and, and then I find that, so my best sweet spot is actually this from taking people who are stuck in the plateau to what I call a profit practice, right? Profit practice. Now we might hate the word because it's about money and I get being Canadian and Australian sometimes we like, oh, want to talk about money, but the truth of the matter is this is how I see profit. Profit is, is just the, the measurement of our ability to be able to create value into the world. Okay. And so I believe profit is the exchange of values that we put onto the world. And so I look at profit practices, but it's important because we have to realize as chiropractors, like any other profession is that it is a profession of serving. That's why we, most of us got into this profession in the first place, but it's also a business and we need to see both sides because without you having a business, you can't do the thing you're actually meant to do, which is serve the clients and serve the community. So you need to have both. You need to have both hats on. So what I do best is helping, um, um, people who are in standard practice, a plateau practice to a profit practice. And I'll talk about why I do that. From profit practice, most people just end here, right? Most people just go like, I'm happy. I can live my whole entire career here. That's great. But there's also other people who actually want to extend to the fourth one. You don't need to, but there is a portion of people who will, which is called the freedom practice. The freedom practice is allows the person to be able to, who, you know, you know, those couples who love just adjusting, they love being in practice but they also want to be able to go and travel. They want to be able to do whatever they want to do. 
You can't do that in a profit practice because in profit practice, what you need is you being there, doing the work, right? A freedom practice, you need to create systems and procedures and a team and a culture that allows you to move your, remove yourself when you need to, but you're still in it. Um, you don't yeah. need to be in it, but you can. And there's a lot of us who are, you know, um, that are in a position, and I got to this position where I want to be uh, known or I want to create a bigger impact. I want to go into podcasting that's so outside of the realm of chiropractic that you need a freedom practice to do that, right? Because you can step away, you can go teach, you can go travel the world, you can go speak or whatever you want to do. Um, that's a freedom practice. Freedom practice allows you to do a few, three things, right? One is you can scale. So those are the chiropractors who want to like build multiple practices. I have clients who want, you know, like one, one of the is like building like the sixth or seventh, actually maybe even eighth practice, right? So there's some people there. For me, I don't want anything to do with that, but I can help you do that. But it's not something that I wanted to do. Um, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Then I think that there's, um, there's, there's practice who are just, you know, happy uh, diversifying. So what I mean diversifying, they still would love to be in practice, but they want to diversify their brand. They want to kind of be known for something like, so say like Josh Axe, for example, would be someone like you could diversify from being a, you know, known for one thing and then become sure. something different. Yeah, exactly. Um, then the third thing is um, really exit. There are car riders who want there. It's like, I built this thing, freedom. And then, but you know what? I'm ready. To, I'm done. So that's what I did. I just like, I exited, right? Because I, I just said, I've had enough now. Um, not because I don't love it. It's just because I'm ready for something different. So that's the exit. And uh, I'm part of it. So that's the process. Startup practice to standard, which ends up being a plateau, profit, then freedom. And the people, I just, just to be clear, because I can see all of those. <laughs> I've mm -hmm. seen so much of this. Um, but you, you have a tendency to work with people that are going from the, the plateau to anywhere beyond that. You're That's not right. So I got, I got two stages. Like yeah. So there's, there's two processes I work with. I go, I go plateau to profit and then from profit to freedom. Now I did create a program because let's face, let's, let's go, if it's okay with you, let's talk through yeah, like what's most important. I think from startup to, um, some startup to, um, to plateau or standard, standard practice, there are three specific categories I think you need to work on. First, let's kind of break this down. Uh, number one is you need structure. Okay. What I mean by that, like at the beginning, you just need some sort of structure to help you with anything. Like I don't care if it's a structure, the way you, like when we're first starting out, you didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. So therefore you should create a structure that works for you. How you, how your technique works. How do you standardize um, anything, whether it be a new patient, how do you have a structure in your daily routines, morning routines, like rituals to kind of get because let's face it, startup practice sucks, man. Like you are in the trenches is you're surviving. You're like, so what you need to do is build a really strong structure to help you to get through your mindset, to have a strong mindset to get through that difficult part because no one's helping you anymore. You don't have a professor telling you when your exams are going to be like you are literally on your own and you need a strong mindset. So you need a, some sort of structure. The second thing I think you need to do is develop some skills. Now, here's the thing though where I find a lot of people do is they spend so much time on freaking learning more techniques when the what techniques they already know is good enough. You need to master the techniques you already know. Okay? And communication. Well, that's what I was going to say. The most important skill you should be focusing on is communication. That is the skill you should be focusing on. Stop going to all these seminars to learn about how to adjust more. Utilize the techniques, but focus 100, like at, it's 80, 90% on communicating. How do you communicate chiropractic? Um, to your patients, uh, to clients and, and prospects. And the last thing is in this part here from the startup to, uh, to the standard is speed, okay? Speed. You need to go quickly, sprint as fast as you can. In my opinion, it's zero to 100. 
How do you get from zero to 100 patients a week as quickly as possible? I don't know why 100, but there's something magical about 100 patients a week. Right? Something changes, right? Like it's, it's like something changes in you in, in terms of your confidence and your certainty and your ability to communicate. And so it's all about, and really your focus should be all about new patients at this stage because you don't have anybody to ask for referrals from. So don't even bother with, I mean, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything with referrals, but you're... 70% focus should be all on getting as many new patients as possible, learning how to communicate that and creating a structure to ride through that as long as you can. So that's that first part. The other parts from standard all the way to freedom takes two other systems um, that I want to get to because I want you to be able to ask questions. But that's sort of the, so I do have a program that does focus on communication solely on that because I think that's what we need to master. So if you, if I give you one tip advice, if you're at a start phase, please, Focus on how to learn how to communicate what you have in your head and in your heart to patients that they care about, not what you care about, what they care about. Yeah, and I think that that's where a lot of I've observed the exact same thing, Doc, and that I see a lot of docs that think that um, finding every solution possible in a million different ways brings more value, but it's actually the simplicity that creates more value. Um, simply because once that message is conveyed, Away we go and through the system they go. And again, if 90% of your patients through the system that you're operating get the result that, that it is that they want in the end, then fantastic. I think we focus so much on those 5 to 10% of the people that we're not perfectly tweaking. And that's where I do I completely agree. That's where we get lost in things. Okay, so here's here's my next question. So I see, I see like... Like what's what's interesting is there's there's little things that pop up and then your eyes just go like this they get they get huge, <clears throat> so what 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 I think has bothered me for years because I've gone through a similar path of, of you uh, we've gone through you know from a small facility to a big facility now I've got business partners and we we have a we have a big facility but what happens is I, I said to my wife about ten years ago that I stopped feeling so there's mm. the the plateau started to occur. Um, and it was just the, the sense of being lost. And I've been on a search, much like you, I've been on a search for, um, well, what, what makes my engine run versus someone else's engine run? And, and where you said some people love to just sit there and, 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 and hammer and, and work on people, and they love that. And then there's some of us that have this little piece that needs to be it needs to come out of us. There's a voice that when it's mute, it feels awful inside and we need to go, whether it's podcasting or standing on a stage or, or whatever. My question is, because there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this, that are going to be either wanting to either grow their practice because they think that when I get busier, then I, then I can have more. Yeah. But my observation is the harder we run in doing things that we're misaligned with, I'm just gonna throw that out there exactly, when we're mm -hmm. misaligned with and it's not attached to the mission that we're on, you'll actually end up burning yourself down. So I see a lot of people getting into coaching programs and they end up getting, they, they accomplish what their coach has, has made them go and do, but they're so burnt out because they're doing more of what they dislike to do. <laughs> yeah. And it actually okay. works counterproductively so yeah. there's times where, where I look at I look at docs and they're best suited at like 80 to 125 patients a week because they're an introvert that loves to connect. And every yeah. time I go, listen, you should be around 300 a week. They go, hell no, I feel like I'm going to yeah, die. Yeah. And those people <laughs> yeah. that I try to say, well, listen, you, because I think you're this, 
you should be having longer conversations with people. They're dying because they're not helping 400 or whatever it is. Yeah. My question for you is, what are some of the insights that you have, particularly when you're coaching your clients and even just yourself, some of the epiphanies that you have yeah. that awoke you to the fact that you're serving your community, our population as a, as a whole, for you in your own lens, through your lens, at a higher level because you're helping others start to achieve and see through, like, through their lens. What happened for you? What did that look like? What are some of the insights that you could share along that line? Okay, so there's a couple of things, you, like there's a lot there to compact and uh, to, to dissect, but I'll, these are in random order. So I think I wanna make sort of three major statements um, for you guys to kind of really understand the concept around why people feel that the way. I think we need to fundamentally understand there's a difference between coaching and practice management. So let's talk about difference between them. Practice management is like, if I came to you and go, listen, you wanna grow your practice, correct. Here's the system, follow the system and you'll be successful. But don't deviate because this is what made me successful and this is what's going to make you successful. That's practice magic. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? Some people are designed that they need to follow a system. Now, here's the problem with that, though. That's not really coaching. We call it coaching or people call it coaching, but that's not really coaching because coaching really is about, it's about helping you. And I, what I look at coaching is I use two words, align and amplify. Okay. Align and effort. So why? Love because it. alignment is how do I help you become built your practice to align with your values? Okay. Your values, not mine, your values. What's most important to you. So I coach clients who are in the vitalistic, mostly vitalistic and you know, health stuff, but I also have clients who are in the sports rehab because the thing is, is that that's what they love. And like, who am I to say, like, if I say that, that that's wrong, that's my values judging their values, right? Yeah. So I want to build, I want to help people be happier chiropractors, period. And so therefore, how I do that is align their business to what they want. That's number one. Then once we've done that, then we amplify that. How we amplify that, then we give you the systems and strategies that help you market with still within your values, though, to amplify at a certain frequency. So you might be functioning at, we'll call it 33 hertz, right? You are vibrating at 33 hertz. And guess what? People out in the world who are vibrating at 33 hertz will hear you loud and clear. It's almost like, oh my God, he or she is speaking to me. People at 34 and 32 may hear you. They're like, oh, I, I kind of hear it. But someone who's at 72 don't even know you exist. And you got to be okay with that. That's the, you know, it's a difference between people who love hip hop will never, most likely never understand Beethoven, right? Or never understand hard rock. That's okay. That's why we have diversity. So that's number one. So that's the difference between coaching. Coaching is about helping you, a coach, a proper coach, in my opinion, is to help you see things that you can't see, help you hear things you can't hear so that you can become the person that you all ought to want to be. That's what coaching really is, is guiding you, for you under your values. So I think of myself as a human GPS. I think of myself as like, you tell me where you want to go. Tell me where you're starting from. But here's the third component. You need to tell me the values that you need to uphold to get there. Because I could say, uh, where are you? You're in, you're in the West Coast, right? Yeah. Right. So I can say like, do you, from Vancouver to Sydney to where I am, like, all right, that's where you want to go. I'm like, great. But how do you want to get there? You can fly. You can take a boat. 
which is a long way, but you can, right? You can, oh, I wouldn't recommend swimming, but you can do all of that thing. But the thing is that you got to tell me, do you want the fast route? Do you want the scenic route? Because you can go from Vancouver to Sydney in one flight, or you can go the other way and go through Europe a lot longer way because you want to go explore some history in Europe before you head back to Sydney. I don't care how you do it, but you need to tell me so that I can guide you in the right direction because most people do. Let's do the fastest route. But that's not necessarily what everybody wants. Okay, they might say they want that, but in reality, do they want that? Because if you go the fastest route, they're sacrificing that. They're sacrificing family. They're sacrificing valuable time without your spouse or you know your partner. They're sacrifices in the hard work you might need to put in, which some people just don't have it in them. Awesome. That's okay. So that's what really coaching is. So I want to state that first. Second thing I think most people are uh, is they're mostly afraid, and and I'm afraid too. Like I am afraid every single day. And what I'm afraid of is like, it's what we're afraid of is judgment. And what we do when we get lost is we get judgment from others on how people perceive us. And what we're also afraid is that we're afraid of being isolated, being isolated from the tribe, isolated from a community. And, but also too, what we also, what we want is that we're afraid that we're never going to get to what we perceive by social standards, what we should be. I really dislike and I'm sorry to put the point this out, you know, me being a speaker, like we got to stop listening to speakers on stage, right? <laughs> and I'm not saying all speakers, but like I'm part of that. Like I understand the problem because what happens is that speakers on stage, and I'm guilty of this, is that we set a certain standard to an audience to say, this is what success looks like. And the audience member says, oh my God, I'm nowhere near that. Or I need to be there to do that in order for me to be successful. So then I go home being depressed. I might be inspired, but I'm depressed that I have this massive gap now that I need to do this. You, what do you mean I don't, I don't have any well, enough wellness patients? Or what do you mean that I, you know, my PVA is X amount? Or what do you mean that my, my numbers are not as... And so then we get into this rut and then our mindset and the positivity goes to negativity and then therefore like we just can't get out of it. That is a, it's a massive freaking danger because what we're doing, and, and, and I don't know if the speakers realize this, what we're doing is actually not rising the, raising the profession at all. What we're doing is actually increasing the gap. And as we increase the gap, our profession doesn't rise at all. If anything, we're actually pushing them down because our egos are get better, bigger. Yeah. And our problem, we're pushing these people down could never reach it. And the what more, I think if I can interrupt you for a second, yeah, the more what I observe is I see people go, I want what Dr. Tam has. I want what he has. And so I'm going to go push after everything that he does. Meanwhile, I subjugate my values and the Absolutely. further disconnection I get from my values, the less happiness I have. And let's be honest, success comes from the level of happiness, not the yes. level that I am compared to somebody else. And that comparison is a massive gap observation. Bravo. Love it it gets worse, right? Because we're in social media. Like now, like when we first started, we didn't have social media. Well, we didn't even have a freaking mobile phone. So I didn't have an email address. <laughs> <laughs> so that it's, it's a huge challenge. So, but now every single second or every single minute, you are comparing yourself to all your friends on Facebook, all the things that are happening around there. And you are just going, Oh my God. I mean, I'm guarantee everybody feels this way. It was like, Oh, they're traveling in where? They're in Paris, man, I wish I was in Paris. And the next month there'll be someone else, but it's someone else. Like this person might've taken that one trip in 10 years to Paris, but you're comparing yourself to that person who took that trip to Paris. So therefore we get lost. And Tristan, I'm guilty of this too. I feel this pressure all the time, but at least I'm aware of it. And just being aware of it, I think is massive. So yeah. therefore that comparison gap, we gotta really stop. We gotta start thinking, is 
the thing that we're trying to chase, is it because we really want it within our value system or is it because what socially we're supposed to expect or what chiropractic expects of you? I think we need to be very, very clear on what that is because if we start chasing on things that are not within our value system, um, it's not a healthy, it's not a healthy state. I, I started this with coaching with stuff. I, I mean, I have clients where I go, what's your goal? And they might say 300 a week. I'm like, awesome. Why? Why? <laughs> and they go, then they're usually just giving this look. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, if they're truthful, they, they really don't know. Cause usually it's because that's the next thing. Like if I'm seeing 200, then I guess the goal should be 300. It's not necessary, but I'm happy to help anybody to get to whatever goals. As long as I focus, I want to understand is why do you want to achieve it? And are you willing to sacrifice what you have to get to those levels? Because in any of us to jump up certain levels, we have to sacrifice. So I travel a lot, right? I travel at least once a month. And, you know, one of the key things, I know the sacrifice that I have to make is that I, my, my family misses out on me. I've got two young kids. They miss out on me and my wife misses out on me. Um, but also too, though, the, it's not a rationalization. It's like my wife and I had a discussion is that she also understands that if I don't go and do this, it's also, I'm not living to who I am. And that's not the person she married. Do you know what I mean? And, but that has to be an agreement right? It's not just because I just said it and all of a sudden she, it takes a strong woman. It takes a strong, a beautiful woman who I've been with her for 24 years, like for her to be able to understand that. But, but we made a commitment, we made an agreement, but that's not with everybody. Like I'm not suggesting this life is for everybody because it's not like people say, like, do you get sick of traveling? Well, no, because I wouldn't be doing it if I was right. And I'm sure there will be a point in my life where I, I will be sick of it. And when I do, I will stop. But at this moment, I'm still enjoying it. I still love making the impact. I still love you know, going, going to these places and creating these events. Um, that's what I want to do because I want to be able to help those people. And as soon as I don't feel like it, I'll, there'll be a transitional period, like all my transitions in the life. There'll be like probably a year, two years where it's just like trying to figure it out. And then I would make a decision and then move on. That's it. So let me interject for one second. And then I got Please another do. question for you. Yep. So along those lines, and one of the key principles that we teach here at Men of Iron, for example, that's very aligned with this, because again, we're not teaching practice management. It's, it's more just setting things up so that you got your values, your mission, and your focus. The reality of it is, is that you and I both see a lot of guys that are going to guys and gals that come to us and go, I want this. And we ask the question why, and we see the dis disconnection. And as soon as they start to engage in a mission that's misaligned with a them, and that's going to take them outside of the balance of family, their fulfillment, take their body to a level that they're unprepared to keep up with, and or run the business. So we, we talk about body, got to take care of that. If we're going to be in the healthcare Absolutely. profession, body needs to be number one. Being in fulfillment has to be there because if you're not aligned with that, you're out of it. Relationships and, and balance. And then your, your business is all part of that. When one of those areas becomes too weak or you pay, you, you don't put enough deposits into the bank crashes and we go into some form of, of, of crisis that we have to go, you know, a fire that we got to go put out. And that's one of the key principles that I love that, that, that you're already like, like you, you, you hammered it, which is fantastic. So my question is now that, that, um, that people are actually starting to engage in processes that, that are, are aligned. They're building the businesses in the way that they want. <clears throat> and they're, they're recognizing that in order to make the sacrifices, <clears throat> they're also aligning that with their families, building those things at the exact same time. 
Now the question is, how do they get started? Where do they, where, how do they get, like, I understand that there's docs that are in, in Oz <clears throat> that know who you are, understand your concepts, principles. I want to know in North America, how do we get involved with you, man? Oh, okay. Uh, um, so listen, my, my process is this. I focus on very much similar to things to you. Well, I totally agree with what you just said. The way I work is I work from three principles. Um, basically, I honestly believe that mindset is vitally important. I'm sure you agree with me on this. Yeah. Mindset is everything in a sense. Um, the mindset is what, for number one before strategy. Because I look at, um, my example is this. If I was teaching you how to swim, okay, you said, I want you, I want you to teach me how to do a front crawl. I'm like, great, sure, let's, let's teach you a front crawl. But if you are in the middle of the ocean and you have two ankle, uh, anchors weighing you down, tied out to your anchors, uh, ankles, and you're drowning, like teaching you how to swim better isn't the solution here, right? It's like, that's the strategy. Like, let's teach you more about Facebook marketing. Let's teach you how to become more of an expert. How do you teach you to be? That doesn't help you, right? Doesn't save you. What happens to happen, the first thing we need to do is unchain those anchors, right? We've got to let those go so that once you get into a comfortable state, once you're actually breathing and have your breath back, then we can actually talk to you to actually how to swim back to shore. Awesome. That is what fundamentally, mindset is such a huge thing. And I have a fundamental belief and I'm, and I'll tell you why this is so important is that mindset controls us every single day. And if you don't have a strong mindset, to be able to carry through some of the tough times you're gonna have, it's gonna derail you. And the thing is, is that I believe it's not just like a flip of the switch. It's not just a transformation. It doesn't happen overnight. You have, I don't know how much stuff we have to you know, work through, but the thing is, once you even work through it, I still believe you need someone, a coach, someone to continually build you back up and continue to be, be your voice inside your head to help you because we are conflicted between my, my, co my mindset coach, Jeff Spencer, talks about like um, champion mind and human mind and they're constantly battling each other, right? And so therefore I want someone in my corner, right? He's my corner man, like just like a boxer, he's in my corner man to kind of make sure that the champion voice is louder than the human voice every single day. So I believe that that's what a coach really does is to help you with that mindset. Once we have, once we build up a really strong mindset, then we create strategies, right, to help you execute the things that to help you from getting from point A to point B or to point Z, whatever you want to go to. The third thing I think is the element is execution. Now, strategy is. Uh, I listened to the definition the other day. Strategy is great for those people. Um, it's a plan for when you don't need a plan, right? It's like that's a strategy, and you need to be very clear. This is how I work. I need to know the objectives. Please focus on the objective, never on the strategy. Because objective is what's clear. You can have multiple strategies to get to that objective, but this, what we focus on is a lot of strategies and we focus a lot on tactics. Tactics won't help you if it doesn't get to the objective. So be very clear on the objective and then the strategy will help you. And then the last thing is executing these tactics. How to help you execute tactics is it's a thing. Like it's obviously, it's accountability, right? Making sure you do your work um, and group, I mean, working in a group works well. Like what we have is we create a group of like-minded chiropractors who want to work together. I'm sure you have that too as well. You have, you know, the, the tribe of people who not just are like-minded, but they want the best for you, right? You know, like I'm in CrossFit and I'm sure anybody who's in CrossFit understands, like it's not about the winner. There's no winner in a, in a workout, but there is, we want to support everybody finishing. That's what we kind of do. And so that's what we kind of really kind of create. If you want to work with me, first of all, go check out my stuff first. Go to Facebook, 
facebook.com slash drive your practice or go to YouTube, go drive, see if I resonate with you first. That's the first thing. Okay. I think you need to go, does this resonate with you? And if it does, um, then I would go to joinnitro.com. You don't have to join right away. I just want you to look at some of the things there and then book in a call with me and let's see if we're like, cause I don't take everybody. I just want to take people who I feel resonates with my message, uh, who I feel like I can help as well. And so that we can actually take, you know, on a journey to get you from, you know, prof, uh, from, to get you to profit and towards freedom. That's how we, if, if so that's, but if anything, just go check out some of the videos. I try to post like two or three videos a week. Um, there's tons of information there and just go check that out. I love that, that little slogan you just chucked out there from profit to freedom. I, that, to freedom. I, I love it, man. It's good. And so just to be clear, I just want to make sure that I get this for everybody. Joinnitro.com is the place that, that, that we can gather more of the information for you. That, that's the best. Like there's, there's not much on that site. I do that intentionally is because I really only wanted people who, who already done some research for me on me. Uh, I don't need to sell you because I'm not a salesy type of person. Like I'm yeah. not here. I just, I want you to already check me out. You already know me uh, at some point cool. or you just want to get to know more information. That's the best way to consume the information. I'm available. If you want a personal message me, I'll get back to you. Um, that's, that's awesome. the best way. Yeah. I don't have a sales process because really I don't need to work with everybody. I just need to uh, work awesome, with the people man. that I want to work with. I love that. I love that. When you do your retreats in Oz, I'm assuming you do them in Oz. Do you do them? Do you? No, I do them worldwide, man. Uh, so next week I'm actually heading to Marrakesh uh, in Africa. So we're doing wow. one there. Um, and so I do, typically I do two, on, two in Australia, uh, two in, um, in Europe, because I have my clients in Europe as well. Um, I think this year we got Marrakesh. I know it's not technically Europe, it's Africa. Uh, but then I think that later on in the year, we'll probably be doing in Italy, uh, in Sardinia. Um, that's to be confirmed. And then, uh, but I do, I also do one in between. So the, the people who are going from profit to freedom, uh, there's a certain qualification to that, but I actually do a, a separate event for them, uh, usually in June. Um, that's last year we did it in Thailand and Koh Samui. Um, my retreats are, are unique. They're not in a hotel room. They're, they're usually in a beautiful castle or house um, that we kind of run because we're running in small uh, venues to kind of keep the intimacy yeah. because um, we're, it's a retreat. So basically it's to get you away from your business and your life so that you actually have time to reflect back on like what has just happened what transpired in the last quarter and what do we need to teach you and rebuild to help you build and plan for the next quarter. So that's what wow. the intention is for. Yeah. A, a solid pattern interrupt is what I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> and we get to enjoy. I think we also, I think I also have a theory that we learn best through play. We learn best through uh, connections with people. Um, we don't learn that. I, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And I want to be very clear on that. I'm not, I'm a better facilitator. I can teach and I can facilitate, but I want to make sure that the, the people entering the group can actually help each other. And there are certain people who are like amazing at Facebook marketing in the group. And there's people who are amazing at technique or there'll be amazing someone who is really good at communicating or creating talks. We want to bring all those together as the best ideas. That's why I call it nitro. Nitro is what? You know, it's create speed, right? And so how do we create speed? Is we create all these chemical energies from different people, combine them all together, boom. And all of a sudden we can accelerate together. And that's, that's how I want to help the profession is to, to find like-minded people to become happier chiropractors and then raise the profession that way with regardless of numbers. Absolutely freaking love it. And I want to say, first of all, congratulations for finding that path in life, my friend. Seeing Thank somebody you. like yourself absolutely lit on fire as opposed to, <laughs> 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 like, unfortunately, we see a lot of guys. I have a, 
it grinds my gears sometimes when I when I hear this rumbling going on about our profession. And I just, well, listen, like I think let, let, I mean let's talk a little bit about that quickly if you have time. Yeah, um, sure. I think the main thing is like you know I get it, man. Like in any profession, not just ours, in any profession, you know, there's going to be struggles. And someone asked me a really important question um, the other day. She goes, "Do you think chiropractic is slowing down? Like, do you think overall?" And I go, well, yes and no. Like, here's here's the reason why. I go, the the thing is that it's more, it doesn't matter if it's slowing down or not. It's more the reason why it may be slowing down. And the reason why I think it's slowing down is because chiropractic principle, the the philosophy or like just what we do is still important in this world. Okay. We haven't been taken over by AI just yet. Right. So we still need our hands and it's still a service. We're not being replaced. There's not much competitors. Now, having said that, there are competitors, not in our mind, but there's competitors in the patient's minds or the prospect's mind yeah. in the community. And so what has happened, I believe what's happened is that we haven't, as a profession, we haven't adopted. And what I mean by adopted is that the fundamental stays the same, but we haven't adopted our communication. We haven't been able to translate our communication to what's moving in the world. Whereas other professions or other businesses yeah. have done that. Mm-hmm. Let's think about the music industry. If I take a band like U2, do you think U2 really wants to travel around the world and provide concerts to make their money? I don't think they do. I think they would rather put out a record, spend time in a studio, and put out a record and make millions of dollars as they did 20, 30 years ago, right? That would be so much easier. Do you think they like traveling around the world and you know doing like a world tour for like two years? No, but that's how they have, that's how they have to make their money because their industry changed. I think we need to think about how do we need to adopt to the moving world around us as we move on, because I think we're slowing down. That gap is getting further and further apart. And our inability to communicate to the world is that we're losing market share based on that. Not because we're not, we're not important. I think it's just more that the world is seeing other things and they're just busier. So therefore we just need to adapt our communication style. That's fantastic. And the reality of it is, is adaptation within your community is massive. But isn't that what we talk about in chiropractic? <laughs> we talk to patients about adaptation all the time, but yet we don't do that ourselves. <laughs> we're, we're, we're unfortunately static. And yeah, we all exactly. know that motion is lotion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, all yeah. right, well, listen, uh, I apologize because I do have to actually go. But listen, I want to stay in contact. Uh, I have not only appreciated your your time, but I absolutely love what you're creating in this world. And I want to be able to continue to thank support you. that, Doc. So again, thank you very much. I'm going to drop it. this in. And thank you very, very much for your time, energy, and your passion. It is absolutely this that I absolutely love to see in our profession. And appreciate that you're there, brother. Thanks for doing this for me. Uh, thank, many thanks for you know doing this podcast for everybody in the profession because I think we need more people like you sharing the love and uh, raising this profession to another level. So thank you. Thanks, brother. Have a wonderful week. Bye for See now. You.